0: This is a conspiracy channel. Tape one. Welcome to the Hush Channel. In a medieval Irish and Scottish legend that takes place after the collapse of the Tower of Babel, it tells of Scotia, the daughter of a comedic pharaoh named Centris. Scotia is called the mother of the Giles of Ireland, Scotland, and the British Isles. She is said to be the origin of their Latin name, Scoti. Her father, Centris, invited a man named Nile to in to marry Scotia, and the story begins there. The story goes that Scotia is actually the unnamed daughter of the Pharaoh of Exodus who rescued Moses from the waters of the Nile River. The Nile River is believed to have been named after Nile, her husband, himself. Ironically, there were a total of six women who played a part in the survival of Moses. All are named except for the Pharaoh's daughter, Scotia. Scotia and her husband Nile raised Moses as if he was their very own, as for their father, Nao, he was a known scholar of languages stemming from Noah's Yaphetic Gomer lineage, the lineage of Japheth's eldest son. Phineas Far said, a son of Gomer is the father of Nao, although there are other sources that place Phineas as being the son of Boab, who is the son of Magog and Magog is the second oldest out of the seven sons of Japheth. Phineas Farsaid is a legendary Irish king who was first a king of Scythia in Central Asia and one of the 72 chieftains working for King Nimrod to build the Tower of Babel. Unlike the majority of the world after Babel's fall, Phineas was one of the very few who managed to keep his language alive. Phineas and his son Nile would study the confused tongues at Nimrod's tower, there in the Valley of Shinar which is the biblical name for Samaria. Despite two-thirds of it being dismantled, the tower was still a grand structure by any means. The pair would send scholars to study Babylon's subjects as they began to rapidly disperse from the tower to eventually populate the rest of the world. After ten years, their investigations came to a completion. Phineas and Nile would take the best of each of the confused tongues and create a language that they called Goidolic, named after Nile's young son at that time, Goidol. And Idol would grow up and would further perfect this language alongside his father and grandfather. By way of Nile and Guaido, the Celtic language and alphabet system was introduced to Egypt whose writing system consisted of an art of characters called hieroglyphics. Today, the Gaels are an ethnolinguistic group native to Ireland, Scotland, the Isle of Man and the British Isles, and various parts of Britain's mainland. In modern history, the Gaelic indigenous has been colonized by mostly Protestant settlers from Britain, inevitably being forced into being a part of what is now called the United Kingdom. The Transition from the old religion and old way of the indigenous guiles to the new world and the new religion are shown in stories like King Arthur and his evil father Uther, who hated those who practiced the way of the old, sorcery, with high reverence and knowledge of the Anunnaki. Such hatred resulted in these guiles being converted into Christianity, or else. This factors into why redheads are faced with prejudice, as redheads are typically associated with the Irish and the Scottish. Their ancestral origin placed them as previously being seen as the blacks of Northern Europe, a feat that falls dim on those in modern day but does not erase the prejudice being passed down generation to generation. Scotia herself was said to be of Lyran Anunnaki descent, which are the cat and lion deities that are notably found in the pantheon of deities in the belief system of Scotia's homeland of Kemet. As you see with the deities segment and Bastet, there is no wonder, Scots and the Irish do have a beautiful feline look to them. Freckles are also often seen in people with Scottish and Irish ancestry, as is coarser here than your average Northern European which could be attributed to their ancestral lion progenitor bearing striking whiskers which has bred out over time to forming freckles instead. And coarse and reddish here, stemming directly from the lion's mane. It is even more ironic that the Royal Arms of Scotland is a lion. But just how did the Giles go from residing in Scythia in Central Asia to Egypt and then to the northeastern cold corners of Europe? The other bynames of Phineas included that of Pharsa and Phenusia. The Scythians who had followed Nile into Egypt were thus named after Phineas and called the Phine. And later after Gaos' birth and rise into manhood, the Phine would sometimes be referred to as the Giles. The Phine and the Egyptians were said to have civilized the Greeks in writing, commerce, law, politics, arts, sciences, and even initiated them into their mysteries. As Moses and Goida grew up like blood brothers, there was a time when Goida was bitten by serpent and saved by a prayer from Moses. Moses will go on to expose Goidol to the harsh treatment of the Israelites in captivity, resulting in Goidol, Scotia, and Nile becoming Israelite sympathizers. The relationship between the Phine and Egypt was strong for three generations due to the initial relationship between Scotia and Nile. The story goes that the sympathy Nile and Phine held for Moses and the Israelites in bondage resulted in latter Egyptians forcing Shroof and Nafini out of Egypt. Shroof is the great-grandson of Nile. Nile, and Scotia. Upon being casted out, Shroof and Daphne ended up on the island of Crete after an arduous time at sea. It was in Crete where Shroof died. Besides Egypt's sphere of influence as the most powerful nation on earth at that time, Daphne's refuge in Crete is perhaps another reason the Minoan civilization of Crete showed such influence from Egypt. One sec of Daphne then went to and settled a Canaanite land called Sor, which is Hebraic for Tyre, the famous city that birthed Queen Jezebel of the Bible. To Today is called Lebanon, and after Alexander the Great conquered and destroyed it, he built an enormous causeway to it from the mainland, converting the once island into the peninsula that it is today. When the Israelites took over most of ancient Canaan after escaping Egyptian captivity, they still remembered how the Phoenicians were sympathetic to their suffering in Egypt. To show gratitude, they gave the Phoenician settlers of Tyre a large sack of land in northwestern Palestine. The Phoenicians named this plot of land after their progenitor Phineas, whose other by name was Phoenicia and this land became known as Phoenicia a city-state of Tyre. Phoenicia was a land known for its large trading port and hub and it's at that time rare purple dyes that became a symbol of royalty. Phoenicia was also widely known for its great seafarers and their great contribution to the modern language via their alphabet system. Zion was the oldest part of Phoenicia and one of its most important cities. It was the land inhabited by the descendants of Zidon, a son of Canaan. Although biblically it does seem that the Canaanite genocide carried out by the Israelites was 100% successful and bulletproof. It was in fact a failed genocide attempt that is glossed over. It is similar to those who believe that because of the flood all the giants were wiped out. But yet giants make several appearances thereafter such as the infamous Goliath who was defeated by David. In fact after the attempted Israelite genocide of Canaan there occurs the story of David. David married Makkah, the daughter of King Talmai and King Talmai was a Canaanite Nephilim. He was actually one of the three giants that were seen by the Israelite spies who were sent to scope out Mount Hebron in the land of Canaan Mount Hebron is where the cave of patriarchs is this is where Abraham's burial place lies alongside his wife the Bible tells that Abraham purchased this plot of land from the children of Heth a son of Canaan these were the Hittites David's daughter Tamar and David's son Absalom were both giants due to their mother Maka being a giant if you notice Absalom actually flees to Talmai in Geshur for three years after killing his brother from another mother Amnon for raping his sister Tamar get yes, sure was a part of Canaan and the story occurs long after the attempted Canaanite genocide. This is said to say that the Canaanites were not a weak people by a long shot and many of the 36 tribes of giants listed in the Bible are named after the Canaanites because the Canaanites continued to interbreed with these fallen angels, these Anunnaki beings, even after the flood. It is likely the Phine and the Canaanites actually merged, and the territorial boundaries of the Canaanites who were not killed changed initially until they, the Canaanites, Eventually became one people with the Israelites. According to archaeology, the Phoenicians were ethnically Canaanite despite having their own cultural identity. This is proof in the pudding. Regardless, the Phine's initial dwelling in Egypt is shown to this day. Phoenician artifacts can still be found within the delta of the Egyptian Nile River. The other second the Phine migrated from Crete to Getuli, which is an ancient Berber land in North Africa south of the Atlas Mountains bordering the Saharan Desert. This faction, after its of what became known as Carthage. In fact, etymology or linguistic origin show that Carthage is a Phoenician word. The Irish term Myokartak means the hero or the king of the city. As Melcarta, king of the city was also the title of the Phoenician Hercules who was noted as being the founder of Tyre. The Irish surname McCarthy derives from Carthak. Punic is a term that refers to Phoenicia and when Carthage and Rome engaged in a series of wars between 146 and 264 BC, it was in fact called the Punic Wars. Like Phoenicia, Carthage was one of the most important trading hubs and affluent cities of the ancient Mediterranean world. Their spirit of influence and eventual territory stretched very far across the borders and coastline of northern Africa outside of Egypt, into Spain and into Italy and its residing islands. To this day, it is stated that Carthage was indeed developed from a Canaanite Phoenician colony. In modern day, Carthage is called Tunisia, the northernmost point of Africa. Some scholars believe that Carthage is the biblical land of Tarshish, the land Jonah sails towards in order to evade going to Nineveh, the ancient Assyrian capital in Mesopotamia, which is in the opposite direction of Carthage. From a trade route point of view, this makes sense as Jonah boards a ship in Jaffa, which is in southern Israel, and today, is the oldest part of Tel Aviv, Tarshish is also the land that is allotted to Japheth, the son of Noah. After Japheth divides his allotment amongst his sons, his fourth son, Javon, is allotted Tarshish. However, given that Africa in whole is believed to have been allotted to Cam, this brings debate. But other believed locations of Tarshish may make more sense, like that of Cadiz in Spain, the large Italian island of Sardinia. And Phoenicia itself. The thing is however that all these before mentioned civilizations and places were all a part of the Phoenician spear and its children's civilizations which consisted of points in all four corners of the Mediterranean Sea. Regardless the Phoenician sympathy for Israelites was also shown once again as some of the Israelites would later flee from Egypt once again when the Greeks colonized Egypt. Many Israelites and Jews fled to and dwelled inside of Egypt for generations due to Assyrian and Babylonian captivity whereas Israel had been split into two factions at this time already the kingdom of Israel containing the ten northern tribes and the kingdom of Judah where the Jews derived from which consisted of the tribe of Judah and Benjamin a split that stemmed from civil wars between the 12 tribes the Assyrians captured the ten northern tribes and relocated them to Assyria while populating Israel with Assyrians those who escaped ran south into the kingdom of Judah the Babylonians finished with the Assyrians could not by conquering Assyria and capturing the two southern tribes, the kingdom of Judah, the Jews. Those who escaped ran south into egypt as egypt was their southern bordering kingdom and long had their people fled into egypt during biblical times priorly it was a place they were familiar with but when the greeks colonized egypt they could not flee upwards as that would be running straight into the greeks arms they fled south deeper into africa and west of egypt into the territory that was wholly known as libya which was everything west of egypt back in those days inside of that libya resided the land of ancient carthage the thing is though The Phoenicians were amongst the Israelites during the Assyrian and Babylonian captivity fiasco. The Phine of Carthage were also family to the Egyptians and the Israelites. Not only did they dwell in Egypt and sympathize with the Israelites, but they took them as husbands and wives and bore children with them for the generations that they had been in Egypt, which is typically what occurs between the sympathizer and those who are sympathized. As seen with the abolitionists during the American enslavement era, the Carthaginians were a part of the Phoenician diaspora and had also been previously displaced a sentiment that the Jews and Israelites at that time were experiencing and their very own Phoenician brothers and sisters were amongst this mix of people and mixed in interbred into these people the tragedy they were experiencing was one that the Carthaginians could definitely identify with Poenulus by Platus, which also goes by the titles of the Little Carthaginian and the Little Punic Man, is a Latin comedic play by Roman playwright Titus Macius Platusus, composed between 195 and 189 BC. One of the rather remarkable features of the play concerns the sympathetic portrayal of a Carthaginian character named Hanno Considering this play came to fruition just a few years after the Romans suffered huge losses in the Second Punic War against the Punic War general Hannibal, Hannibal was a Carthaginian war general. He invaded Italy by crossing the Alps with North African war elephants. In his first few years in Italy, he won a succession of victories, inflicting heavy losses on the Romans. And he and his army also left behind a lot of mixed race babies, who have since left a lasting appearance of olive skin tones amongst the Mediterranean to date. The question, however, at the time pertains to Hannibal, who was allowed to speak in his native language during the play. In the play, a language which was initially believed to have been Punic was used, but linguists realized it had elements of the Libyan-Berber language with variations of the Semitic Maltese language, which made sense as these were groups that were encompassed within territories of ancient Carthage. But after later investigation, it was discovered he was actually speaking Irish. The variation of Irish handle spoke is what we today would classify as Old Irish. Given the sea prowess of the Phoenician diaspora, it is not unbelievable that some of them made their way into northern Europe by way of sea. Scholars later realized that the Phoenicians had colonized Ireland in prehistoric archaic times. Thule is an arctic island believed to be between Orkney and Ireland, referred to as the most northerly location in ancient Greek and Roman literature and cartography. In Searching for Thule, Researchers found that the word Thu was identical to the Irish word "dua," which simply means north. As you see a variant of in regards to the Gaelic Anunnaki stories of the Tuatha the de Danan, the gods of pre-Christian Gaelic Island. The gods who are depicted as kings, queens, druids, bards, warriors, heroes, healers, and craftsmen, who were said to have left Ireland through the underworld, as in a literal world that exists below the surface we dwell on, this world has various interests in uninhabited or sparsely populated areas around the world including the north and the south poles and including the ancient places that served as grand burial sites such as the tunnels below the pyramids of Egypt and the ancient burial mounds of Brunaboyne in County Meath, Ireland. It is believed that the two author were of the Pleiadian species of the Anunnaki. It is said that the two Danann actually originated from a place that was beyond the borders of the known world and they ruled Ireland from 1897 to 1700 BC. When the two Danann retreated underground, they began to be referred to as the Sheed, which today are the fairy people of Irish folklore, said to live beneath the hills and often identified as the remnant of the ancient Dé dedanon people of the fairy mound. Thus, some believe that the land of the is actually Ireland itself. In fact, in Essex, England, an inscription had been found dedicated to Hercules of Tyre. The Book of the Taking of Ireland, also known as the Book of Invasions, is a collection of poems and written narratives in the Irish language intended to serve as the history of Ireland from the time of the creation of the world to the Middle Ages. It tells of Ireland being taken six times by six different groups of people. The Siser, the Partholon, the Nemean, the Firbog, the Tuatha Danann, and the Malaysians. The Malaysians are documented as the final race to settle Ireland. They represent the Irish people and are the Giles who sailed to Ireland from the Iberian Peninsula of Spain and Portugal after having spent hundreds of years traveling the earth. Ancient Carthage was a land whose territories included parts of Italy, including its islands, practically the entire coast of North Africa outside of Egypt, but also Spain and Portugal, which encompasses the Iberian Peninsula, which is mentioned as the origin point of the Milesians before their arrival to Ireland. It is said that upon the Milesian arrival to Ireland, they challenged the two off the day and the two groups agreed to divide Ireland between them. The Malaysians taking the world above on the surface, and the two author data non taking the world below, also known as the underworld or the Otherworld. In the Book of Invasions, it reports that new arrivals from the south, whose outstanding skills have been trade, shipbuilding, and knowledge of the stars, points to a reference of the Phoenician arrival into Northern Europe. The parallels between the Phoenician and indigenous Irish are also very uncanny. There is Baal, god of the Phoenicians and the Irish Bale deity. Ocelot, the deity the Phoenicians worshipped on cliffs, can be traced to the Irish words isa and shila meaning the cliff. It can be believed from this that since Britain idealized Rome and Rome was able to finally successfully conquer Carthage in 146 BC which gave Rome great advances because of the skill of the Carthaginians and their location and territory. The British may have sought to do the same as the Romans did and instead of colonizing Carthage itself instead colonized a settlement of Carthage by colonizing the guy like Ireland, Scotland, and parts of the British Isles. People often wonder why and just how Northern Africans and West Asians are typically classified as Caucasian in America. It does sound ridiculous, but all things considered, perhaps North Africa is considered Caucasian in America because the Fiends were initially from Yafu's lineage before they became a part of both Ham and Shem's lineage during and after their time in Egypt. Ancient Carthage once included a great majority of the coastline of Northern Africa outside of Egypt including territories in Spain and Italy and their islands and Phoenicia was in the Asiatic Levant in West Asia. Their territorial range may indeed be why today America classifies the whole of North Africa and West Asia as Caucasian because they do not care that the Phine interplay with Shem and Cam's lineages which are lineages with other royalties with other great contributions to the old world and the new world. All they care about is making sure that Caucasians look as if they were the only ones always on top doing everything and if that means boxing in a mixed race of people as if they are only of your fetid caucasian origin then so be it because the thing about it is the disdain and prejudice that some Europeans hold for the indigenous guiles of Europe. These European victors, despite all that, can also still group the accomplishments of the guiles in with themselves because the guiles physically are skin folk. And of course, the Asiatic Levant holds the promised land of Israel. Of course, they want themselves to be seen as the chosen people written about in the Bible. They want it to be them and only them. And Egypt is a great advanced ancient civilization that was once the world's most powerful nation with many great feats about itself that are still being uncovered. Of course it is in Northern Africa and they wanted to be associated with them and them alone. No matter the evidence that says otherwise and while this classification is a part of a continuing discussion it does make you think such knowledge is not provided to the masses but it shows that they know it always shows if you look hard enough what they know end of tape one